Rumi says that once you accept all your troubles, door will eventually open. A lot of the time, we find ourselves not accepting and embracing the problems we face because a layman would want to overcome all the troubles, but they should also know that without their troubles, they won't be resilient. They won't find, it's a bit like, you know, having this coronavirus thing. I know, of course, it's deadly to many people, but some people have gone through it and have survived. Those people will have a benefit because they're now finding a way to build resilience through our troubles or help us. So we actually need to go through um, problems in order to be stronger as human beings. Welcome to Creativity Pioneers, a podcast by the Moleskine Foundation. Here, we engage in conversations with unique creative minds to explore and expand our understanding of creativity and its transformative power. This season is a collection of live talks that were recorded during the first European lockdown. I'm your host, Adam Asande, Moleskine Foundation CEO. Please subscribe now to our podcast on the platform of your choice and tune in for new episodes. I look forward to reading your thoughts and comments on our social media channels. Enjoy the conversation. We have two great guests today. Let me start with Benjamin. Benjamin here is uh, an artist, you know, uh, a poet, a vocalist, a composer, a musician. Um, though, uh, you know, overall, I keep hearing him the importance of, of just calling Benjamin uh, in its full term. And, uh, and beyond all this, um, what I also find out about Benjamin that is also passionate about words, and he's also is also writing since now quite you know a lot of years your dictionary, your personal dictionary, and so the idea of starting with um, words to explore was extremely interesting for us and having this conversation together. Also with us today there is Simon Jami. Um, who's a writer, uh, occasionally a art creator, uh, you know, <laughs> in, in his, uh, as a part-time job, he reached few millions of people around the world. Mm. He's considered um, one of the fathers of uh, contemporary African art, whatever that means. Um, and, uh, but beyond that, uh, he's also the creator with the Moleskin Foundation with us of the Atwer program. And so um, I like to think about Simon, you know, also as an educator or as somebody who decided to dedicate a lot of his time uh, to somehow inspire, nurture, or having conversation with the new generation, the younger generation. So within that, also Simon has, being a writer, has of course uh, a history and a, an attention of words, and uh, and so we thought that this could have been like a, a great uh, duo uh, to to have uh, to have a chat. The three words that you, Benjamin, chose that are door, cornerstone, 
and aftermath. So can I ask you what made you think about these three words? Well, it was quite straightforward for me. It was really natural for me. On the very fact that I've pretty much at some point or stage in my life thought about these words. Um, or uh, in fact, it, it, it came to me and I thought about it and I looked in the dictionary to find what the meaning was. Um, if you want me to go through the words, I can, but it's really up to you and how you want us to proceed with this, uh, uh, what's the dialogue? <laughs> And we're talking about the words in the shadows. Uh, you've selected three words, but uh, those words, and you're working on the dictionary, could be translated in many, many ways. I don't think when somebody says cornerstones, it means the same thing to, to everyone. So why cornerstone and what, what did you mean to that? And how does one um, incarnate a word, because I believe that words are, are the mean for us to think. So we might be using the same word, but the meaning won't be the same. So for somebody working on a dictionary, can you can oh. you on, on the corner? You know, you know, yesterday, yesterday I was talking to my brother, and I was telling him about going to um, uh, going to Africa, and um, we the conversation drew to. A place where he told me, Benjamin, you can't save the world. And I said to him, maybe I can save a word. Or what I'm trying to say is, or what I think at the moment, at the present moment, because obviously we all change our minds <laughs> as we grow and experience <laughs> uh, this uh, so-called thing called life. Um, I think that we as human beings need to um, dig deeper into our literature um, uh, and that li literature obviously um, uh, embodies uh, culture, how we live our lives socially within the community. And once that is forgotten, and that once attention is not paid to that, and uh, uh, once our attention is not paid to that, we totally um, forget the very uh, idea of existence. Um, so anyways, uh, the word, one of my words that I chose, uh, which is, for example, um, door. So a door, what I mean by a door, to me, when I think about a door, in fact, I wrote a song um, called Cornerstone. <laughs> but, uh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> a door, Rumi, Rumi says that um, once, once, um, once you accept all your troubles, um, the door will eventually open. Uh, the moment you accept all your troubles, the door will open. And uh, uh, I think that a lot of the time we we find us we we find ourselves not accepting and embracing the problems we face because obviously <laughs> a layman would want to overcome all the troubles, but they should also know that without their troubles, they won't be resilient. They won't find, it's a bit like, you know, having corona, this coronavirus thing. I know, of course, it's deadly to many people, but some people have gone through it and have survived. Those people have a benefit because they're now hopefully immune 
to the, uh, sick, uh, the illness. So finding a way to build resi- resilience through our troubles will help us. So in, in other words, in other words, we actually need to go through um, a lot of uh, uh, problems in order to be stronger as human beings. Is it the reason why you don't complain? <laughs> I know what you're doing there, Simon. I know what you're doing there. Yes, it is the reason why. Well, I do. I still complain, but I in that in in my very song, I don't complain. I am shouting to myself that, okay, I'm complaining, but I won't complain because of the obvious reasons that I just gave. So is that or um, uh, half open or half closed uh, as far as you're concerned for the time being here and now? If what? That door, yes. that passage in a way. Is it open or closed or half open or half closed for you at the moment? Well, at the moment, um, I haven't uh, been paying attention to the door on the very fact that I'm focusing on the problems I have. You see, so maybe the door has semi-opened or fully shut or whatever, but my attention is not drawn to that. My attention is to see how I can get over my problems so that I can move on to another problem. Because, in other words, what you're saying that uh, no one should focus on the door. The door opens when the door opens. People exactly. should be focusing on on what they have to face. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean. Um, when I don't put it. Well, what do you think? What do you think? Um, uh, uh, when when was the door? When did you ever thought about? Uh, did you ever look at your door, Simon? I think that uh, the people who look at the door, it's like this story that goes like, uh, when the wise man shows the moon, the stupid look at the finger. Mm-hmm. So I think that to focus on the door is to look at the finger, because there's a path, there's a way. And uh, when the door opens, it opens. And I think that there's a lot of people putting energies on uh, opening the door and they wonder why the door remained closed because it's like in all those uh, ancient um, says where it's the path that matters and one day you find out that you cross the door without knowing even you cross the door but if you don't focus on the path on the process you might never even reach the door it's not even that might be open or not that you, you might not reach it the door doesn't matter the door is a uh, is a metaphor. It's a goal. But what matters is how do we go there? And in order to reach that door, we need to know where we're putting our footsteps and why. But do you think, though, that do you think that we we ought to to know where we are in terms of whether, like? If we say the door, immediately you think about a room. Do you, do you think it is necessary for us to um, 
think about what is perhaps outside the room? I mean, I, I think we have to think of what is inside the room instead of outside the room. Because if we're focusing on what is outside of the room, we might miss what is inside and we might miss the door. Because in order to find a way through, we need to, I mean, to, 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 to have some experiences. By focusing on what is outside of the door, we're focusing on something we don't know. We're projecting. And uh, this is one of the interesting things with the, the confinement in my opinion, is that a lot of people, those who, who did the work, they found a lot of things by being inside that are related to outside that they might have not noticed or seen if they were outside. So you always need to, uh, to, to be focused and to, and to live on tiny little things. Uh, the great inventions were not made because people started by the end. You start, you walk, and all of a sudden something happens. And you don't even know at times uh, that what you found is what you are looking for. So what is the saying and well, how does it, uh, uh, how does it um, uh, stay in, uh, what's called, uh, um, consistent with the saying, think outside the box? Precisely. The thing of thinking outside of the box is just very simple, is that it's only in the box that you can think outside of the box. And one of the words thinking outside of the box is to think that the box is not a box. It's just that you get rid of a lot of preconception. People will tell you fame or success or whatever of or happiness is this. Right. And if you take it as a recipe, as a how-to, you might never reach it. You have, first of all, to integrate it and to ask yourself, what is it for me? As we were saying at the beginning when we are addressing cornerstone, everybody had a corner, have a cornerstone. But if you take somebody else's cornerstone for years, uh, your, your building might crumble. Is that your understanding? Say, I don't know, this guy gave me a recipe, but it's not because it worked for whoever. It would work for you if it's not digested. So to think outside of a box is to start to dig inside and deep and to, and to track all those uh, preconceptions. But the box is not where you are. The box is the preconception. Reality in the end is a fiction. The very role of a writer, you know, is to create reality, to create your reality. And you both write, right? So in a way, before you were talking about the door, and for the box. And what you said is important is that what is there in the room, you know, Benjamin, you say like, do, you, do we need to focus on that? But if that is also a fiction, if you are the creator of all this, if you are, it seems in a way that you are the beginning and, and the end of whatever is inside that door. So my question is, is that door that importance. Why is it doing Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. You are inside the door. What do you mean by inside the door? You mean the room? Yeah, exactly. He, he meant inside the room. He used to be inside a the door. Yeah, inside the door is probably a little bit too metaphysical. It's quantum. I meant inside the room. Sorry. So what was the question? 
The question is whether the door is important or not. If you are the, if you're the creator of what is there inside the room. You, you are saying that if I am the creator, not that I am the creator, you're saying if I am. If you are, but that's, yeah, that's, that was the discussion, yes. If you are the creator, if you are the creator, is the door important? If I am the creator, then obviously I need, I need a door to say that I'm a creator, don't I? No, but I mean, the, the thing is that uh, I would say the door is not important because the door changes. The door is a metaphor. The it's door really, is, never, yeah. is never the same door. Today, when you say door, you mean something. Tomorrow, that door will be different. I mean, or the meaning of that door will be different. So we are creating those doors. Don't you think? We, we, are, we are creating the Yeah, we, 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 I think we are creating the doors. If, if, if we are creating the doors, but, okay, I think we are creating the doors, but if we are creating those, that is also almost saying that we are creating our own problems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be because quite interesting, metaphorically, we're not going to, to deal with uh, surrealist painters because then the door will be something different. But what is interesting with the door is that it works two ways. It can be opened or it can be closed. And um, and you have to find a way to so. open. Excuse me? I don't think the door can be open or closed. What makes the door a door? A door could just be on the floor and it would still be a door, wouldn't it? I see. That's why I'm saying that the door as such does not exist. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about the object. Right. If we're right. talking about the metaphor. Yes, as a metaphor. It's not a door anymore. We could have said it's not a door food. anymore. Yes. I could have said a spoon when we're thinking of a wall. It depends, <laughs> what, it depends on what we infuse the word with. And yeah, of course, is, certainly. Yes, this is, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and this is, I guess, I don't write songs. I guess this is, so, a, this is a process of, of writing a song. Yeah. When we're using that word. So, for example. Use this feeling or whatever. For and example, person, my song Cornerstone. I, I'm finishing, and you, you'll go there. And, and the stupid person who's taking things literally will just go yeah, through yeah, yeah. it. When, in fact, when you're saying this, you mean that. Yeah. And if you listen yeah. to the soft music, it's obvious. Go on, yeah. cornerstone. Yeah, um, as, as well as it is a metaphor, obviously we use um, physical objects to describe things since we are, um, we think therefore we are, right? <laughs> but, um, in my song, uh, uh, you are right, I do metaphorically, although, in fact, um, at the very moment I wrote the song, I was going through a little bit of hardship uh, in my relationship. Um, and I remember I li- we, lived in a, we lived in La Republic, um, and uh, we lived in a very small apartment, me and my then uh, girlfriend. Um, and she... she uh, one day just got up, well, after so many troubles, <laughs> she got up and uh, decided to go back to Denmark, you see, and then she left. That was the day I wrote that song. 
And if I can, I can picture what I wrote was exactly what um, I saw. The door was right there into the house. The window was sitting right in front of it. You know, those, those beds that, you know, you can just pull off the wall. It's like, uh, you know, that's how I, I lived. That's about how we lived. Two people live in a very small, very tiny apartment. So as well as, as well as, yeah, it, it, it was, it, now actually, if I hadn't gotten the, uh, the, uh, the uh, object, if I hadn't seen the object, I wouldn't have been able to write it metaphorically. Absolutely. Kind of that, 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 this, is a, this is the reason why, uh, if we would imagine that the other side of the door is paradise. We're just using it as an example. How can we imagine what we don't know? Mm-hmm. And this is what is important. This is why the room is important, the here now. Because it's only for the here now that we can go beyond. Here you are, you told her, I didn't know that you would tell yeah. it so clearly, but you told her the cornerstone story. But then, <laughs> when somebody listened to it, this is not yeah. what he thinks. But yeah. then the thing is there, but all of a sudden when it's described, it becomes something else. But if there was nothing, you couldn't go beyond nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the song I mentioned, I'm alone in a box of stone when all is said and done. As the wind blows from the east, whether the wind blows, the wind blows from the east to the west. Yes. Until this bed, my tears have a solemn rest. Now, when I said that, uh, the, the, the wind blows from east to west, I was looking straight at the window. Daddy, it's the wind. Sorry. <laughs> Julian. Daddy, you go, <laughs> Daddy, it's you, the wind. What? It's the wind. Who's the master? Who's the slave? The wind. Hey. 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 Say hello. hello. Say hello, Julian. Hello. <laughs> Okay, Hello, so ma- <laughs> Master, who's the slave? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, so, so, um, so, um, and then, and then the second verse, I say, um, it wasn't easy getting used to this. Um, I used to scream, it is only, it is only when the door is locked that nobody enters. It's not true. That is only when the door is locked that nobody enters. And I looked on my right, that was my door. Do you know what I mean? So it was all like really, I didn't even think for a second that it was like going to be some kind of metaphor or, you know, I was just like just going off um, about writing my honest like um, uh, experience. But then afterwards I looked and went, holy cow, you know, that's, that's, um, I you know something deeper than just the physical thing. So yeah, I mean um but concerning the word cornerstone um obviously we as human beings we like to build something so that we can be perhaps uh comfortable and not have to worry. You see? Um and so we have this foundation that as a man or woman or as a uh, a person you want to build this core, uh, 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 again, I'll say resilience, this core belief in you that it stays within you no matter what. You fight. When I was homeless in Paris, 
And when I, when I was even in London at school, getting bullied in school, I always believed, I always had this core thing in me that I was better than most of the guys there. Uh, even, even though um, I didn't want to hang around with, you know, didn't even want to go to class because I felt that that wasn't what I wanted to do. You know, I felt that I wanted to do something totally different. And so I think the me cornerstone, it's like having something, it's like the beginning, having a core thing for the beginning of something. You know, that's, that's, that's what I feel concerning uh, the word cornerstone. And it's very hard to find these day and age, especially within uh, the young uh, people that I know, because they are being told what to do constantly, what is good for them. So what happens is that when they run into a problem, because they haven't built uh, uh, something within themselves by way of experiencing um, uh, things, what happens is that it is very hard for them to uh, 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 find um, a, a way to react to uh, things that do occur. They end, they end up either calling their mother or father or calling their, uh, their friends who are unfortunately no more friends like how they used to because they've found and encountered their own problems. So cornerstone, having a cornerstone could allow you to deal with the problems before that door opens. Yes, because first of all, you can't have it always at a cornerstone. But I think that where people are, are mistaking every now and then is precisely when you're attaching a, a, a meaning to work. But let's imagine that those, those kids you're talking about, if they would have only thought for a second that they were the buildings, themselves, their soul, their body, or the buildings. All of a sudden, to find a cornerstone doesn't have the same meaning than to do what dad and mom or whoever the society says. It means that you have to be grounded yourself before you can move forward. Because if not, you're like something that will be blowing with the wind, whether it comes from east and go from west or the other way around. Yeah. You'll, be, yeah. you'll be just taken in, in the in, in the, the, the torment and uh, the, 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 the very thing is that for you g give me an example and there's just one thing before um, before I ask you about the example is the fact that just want to finish with the metaphor and the shadow of words is that when you read a, a poem a good poem it's written with ordinary words and when it's a good poet when somebody wants to pretend he's a poet, he'll go to his dictionary and find all sorts of complicated, uh, stupid things. But any great poem is just written with everyday things. Somebody say, autumn, the leaves are falling, etc. And all of a sudden it becomes something totally different. Uh, how would you define your own cornerstone? In which building, in, in which cornerstone the building that you are is standing my, my definition the reason why I should call that song cornerstone because I, I believed the minute I wrote that song it was going to be my cornerstone it was going to be something that I was always, I was always going to look at to 
make me remember how um, how I became and how um, I wrote my music. I was going to look at that specimen as a testament to my 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 success in the future. So every time I lose myself or I get lost, I go back to it and go, see how you wrote that? This was very true. This was you. Stick to it. That is why I call it a cornerstone. But, but do you think in uh, this uh, dichotomy of uh, action-reaction, which leads to aftermath, that uh, there's always everything you do, now you're, you're telling us about the cornerstone, that became the song became a cornerstone in your life out of a, a real experience that was not meant to be a cornerstone. How, how the same thing leads to completely different things. So, uh, do you think it's time to check a little bit, uh, to have a checklist of some aftermaths of, uh, oh, um, from the door to the cornerstone? <laughs> and you, you're still too young to look back, and but still, if there's one thing that, like a line, a path that that appeared. The same way we're saying that uh, uh, you, you found you, you created your own Bible. Like that song is a reference. Now, it's a reference. When you start to get a bit lost and fancy or whatever, you go back there, yeah. uh, you know, the resource. You know, you know in the, the Bible, you mentioned the Bible there. In the Bible, there's a quotation in the Bible, I think, and it says, sorry, <laughs> the quotation in, in the and it says, this, uh, I, I remember just because, you know, I used to read the Bible a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> um, it says the stone, that the stone that was just the stone has become the cornerstone. I think, I think, the, the, it, I think the verse, the quotation was referring to uh, Christ. Okay, now, um, the, 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 I suppose what I'm trying to say is that the song, which was just a song, had become a cornerstone. So I, 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 the aftermath, um, well, you know, there are, there are things that obviously, as you said, I'm young. So, well, but I'm not going to fool myself. I'm not that young. <laughs> it's so, always good not to fool oneself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fool myself. I'm not that young. So certainly there are things that in hindsight, I, 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 I would do better and change. Um, in fact, I'll go as far as to say that maybe I could have, uh, written my, um, uh, my, um, my, my second album a bit differently. I think that I was too, uh, engaged into creativity and obsessive creativity that I had lost the reason why I started all of this. So in other words, I'm just trying to say that I failed to look at my cornerstone after the experience of what I saw after the aftermath. Okay? And and I found I my door. I shall not, I shall not disagree. <laughs> and then I found I found my door to be that of perhaps uh, a different painting. Um and or maybe I try to paint my door uh, uh, differently uh, 
and I was too focused on the paint on the door than the actual door itself. Mm-hmm. And so there we are. So I, I have indeed have learned uh, through this hopefully not so um, uh, um, not so um, uh, deteriorating uh, um, uh, uh, aftermath. Hopefully, hopefully, I, I just hope that it's not as as damaging as one would think. But I think that I could have done better. Definitely, I could have. I could have looked at. I could have looked at my my cornerstone and 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 remember where it all came from, and not totally, you know, uh, uh, stick to it, but. I could have um, uh, been a bit more honest, I think. Yeah, but I mean, it, it takes time to take time. Uh, Yukio Mishima, the Japanese writer, was asked once, uh, uh, what is a perfect book for you? And he replied, the next one. He <laughs> said, my life, my life is writing books. So if I write the perfect book, I'll stop writing books and I'll kill myself because I want to write. And uh, as you know, tomorrow being another day, the way we look at things we've done the day before, there's always something to improve. And this is, I guess, the reason why we have a path. If not, life would be boring. Yes, certainly. I've done everything. But there's a moment where because you haven't been looking or analyzing the room, the tiny little room enough, the way you did it in the cornerstone, you start to think of the building or the big city when you haven't mastered the little room. And before mastering that little room, the door won't necessarily open or the way it will open is not necessarily the way it should because as you've... uh, uh, underlined it, you were confusing the painting on the wall or the painting on the door with the door itself. Yeah, and also I think I think maybe also I did leave the room and I went into the city, and 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 in so doing, I ended up forgetting the room, and I I, I went and lived in a I lived in a, a, a I don't know like, you know it was all overwhelming, mm. I think. And so um, now, I, I, I guess, as you said, fi- being grounded, um, having that humbleness that comes with knowing who you are. And obviously, because I'm, you know, um, hopefully still young. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not totally old, but, uh... <laughs> you know, because I'm obviously still young. You know, things. Life is about experience. It's about all about experiences. And now that I've experienced that, um, you know, uh, uh, in line with what we're uh, of the situation we're facing now, um, we all know that um, after the aftermath, aftermath of this, there will be new innovations and inventions. There will be uh, new ideas coming from so many people, and that will be a good thing, right? But I am uh, always the, the very positive guy in that game. I'd say that, unfortunately, a lot of people will forget. A lot of people will forget their cornerstone. 
you know, there's a moment where you think you have it, mm. and then you go out there, and after let's say three or four months, whatever, because you hear everywhere, oh, this changed my life, this changed my life. Uh, what I hope is that people will remember <laughs> what mm. they are thinking now. Because mm-hmm. then when the door is open, I'm saying literally, uh, it becomes another game where you tend to, to lose yourself into something um, that you think is, is the real thing. So the, then, question, so the question the question be, as I said in the very beginning of the conversation, not saving the world, but saving the word. Yeah. And... Uh, and the answer, one of the answer is to know that the cornerstone have to carry it with you. If you lose it, you might be lost yourself. Hmm. So it's not just a metaphor. It's like a, a, an amulet or something you always have to carry. That would, every now and then when you start to have the feeling, that it's like a kind of mirror. Yeah. But where there's no reflection. It's just a stone that reminds you of, of the stone and of, uh, of your stone age. <laughs> it's right here, actually. Stone age. Right <laughs> stone age. <laughs> you see it? Stone age. Yeah. <laughs> right on the money, right on the money. Yeah. So, well, what, how is our guy doing? What's, where, where is he? Still here. Oh. He, I mean, he was hiding somewhere. <laughs> but if um, coming out of it, I am uh, I'm this this guy in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Will find me, and I tell you, okay, you have three wishes that I might fulfill. What would they be? Three wishes that you might fulfill. Yeah, I'm the genius out of the bottle, out of the lamp. The lamp. <laughs> out of the bottle, which one? Uh, brandy? <laughs> <laughs> oh. right, maybe, maybe champagne now. Maybe bit too early. Maybe champagne. <laughs> um, you know, I think... Um, I have failed to ever wish, you know, I, I just think that wishing is like thinking as Santa Claus. It's, it's really not, I always, well, actually, to be honest, I always hated Santa Claus <laughs> for, <laughs> I always hated the idea of Santa Claus and uh, as a kid, I was like, no, you're not. You're, you're, stop lying to me, dude. <laughs> you know, it was always, it was always like that. So, for me, wishes. Although I think people should have, should, you know, I, I, I am not like looking. I'm not like being condescending or anything. I, I, I know why people wish for things, but for me, <clears throat> it's not really something that. Uh, so maybe if you can if you can rephrase your question, then maybe I would say. But in terms of wishing, I, I shall not rephrase it. I'll just uh, rephrase it by asking another question. So, do you think Stevie 
uh, wasted his time when he was writing, I wish those days could come back once more. Um, yes, I think so. I mean, maybe he was not just wishing, maybe he was just, I love those days. Well, yes, if you say that you love those days. I wish those days would come once more. Maybe he didn't want them to come. It was just a memory of it. A figure of yeah, speech. Yeah, well, well, that, well that's, if, some, if, if, your, if, if your feelings are, is, is, if your, your feelings <clears throat> are, prompt, are prompting you to, to, um, to say those words, then, then so be it. But I think, um, yeah, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, trying to be condescending. I'm just saying that if he's saying that he wishes that those days will come back, some kind of nostalgia, feeling some kind of nostalgia or whatever it is, fair enough. I can, I can reason with that then, but you know, I have, I have problems with, you know, my, you know, my, when my, my wife is, you know, being, you know, that, affectionate about oh this past and that past i i will admit to you i just you know just say blunt to her face as nonsense but i get past is gone <laughs> you know it is gone you know there's nothing you can you know but i do like i have to because i care for her i have to at least act <laughs> like you know i i I, I, you know, I'm in the same. Uh, uh, you have to negotiate. I have to exactly. I have to negotiate with it, man. But it's like I, you know, you, you know, you, you find out when you, obviously, for those who are not yet married or with anyone, you find out. You just have to ne- negotiate, kind of <laughs> be. <laughs> you have to just sometimes, you know, pretend, and it, and it's good to pretend sometimes, you know, it, it yeah. helps, but. Let me add something because we we almost up with the time and there are some okay. questions that came from um, uh, from some of the audience. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah. share with you. Um, one says, and for anonymous, but it says it's about the cornerstone again. And uh, uh, does the cornerstone need to be acknowledged, or is just the cornerstone, whatever acknowledge, whether acknowledged or not acknowledged? Oh, I mean, I acknowledge the the person who's the cornerstone as if you have a cornerstone, the only person that has to acknowledge that cornerstone is the creator of that cornerstone. If he, if if the person he or she is referring to the object cornerstone, which could be my song um and the lyrics then i would say that no one has to acknowledge any of my songs um but i have to but if they want if they want to know uh if they want to uh listen to my song so be it but if you're talking about what we're talking about which is not just the word cornerstone but what it could mean then someone just said simon said you choose to lose <laughs> Did Simon, did you just say that? Yeah. Sorry, I can't see Simon anymore. You disappeared. Like, you, you, you like, he's still there, Simon. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, so, um, it is, it is really, pardon? Sorry, I think the line is a bit bad, but go ahead. Now we can hear you. Yeah. 
all, I, all, all I'm just saying is that um, uh, uh, once you realize your cornerstone, um, it's not, it's, it, in fact, it, it isn't some kind of, a, I would say, some magical thing that you finally discover and then boom, you're there. And then, no, it's not that. It is by, uh, it's a moment in your life, in any man's life, any woman's life, any person's life, that you're pretty much just pushed to a corner and you have to decide for yourself. Mm. You know, you have to decide for yourself what, you know, you have to choose for yourself what you're going to do about um, the now, the moment. Mm. And this, this choice, that choice will be a defining factor in uh, what will come after. Um, and, you know, if you're not, if you're not up for acknowledging uh, this situation, then I just, I just, I just hope that you still find a way out of it. So there but is a you don't acknowledge it. There is an element of responsibility. So Cornerstone is not given. There is an element of choice, an element of responsibility that you need to accept at some point of your life. Exactly. You have to accept it. If you don't want to accept it, so be it. But I think it, is, it will be easier for your own good to accept your Cornerstone because that will remind you every single time when you run into the same kind of problems. Yeah. You will know how to fix it, even if you don't know how to fix it at the very present moment. You remember how you felt. Yeah. That, 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 that knowing, you remember that, and that all of a sudden becomes something that, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who've gone through a lot of hardship, they say, you know, I've been through, no, no, I can, it's, they say, oh, it's fine, you know, I've been, I've been, no, I can handle it. It's, this is not a problem at all. What they're saying is that, you know, I've gone through that process of that, you know, finding that, acknowledging my cornerstone. I found that place of, of, of that, that mountaintop that has, making me, that has made me resilient. Of course, I'm still learning. I'm still experiencing things through my life. But if you know and acknowledge it when you work, pushed in that corner, even if you can't handle the set present situation, as long as you know and acknowledge that you were in that corner and you're, you're trying to push through and you're trying to push you, you would definitely find a solution. Of course, we're all going to, no matter who you are, Jeff Bezos, Jeff, Jeff Bezos is now a trillionaire or whatever they're saying. You know, it doesn't mean he hasn't got any problems. He's got a problems of being a trillionaire. There we go. <laughs> you know, there uh, we the, go. The, the, the very point is that a cornerstone should be invisible to people. Well, that I mean, be, of course. I it mean, should be you, very visible to the person who, who made it its own so that people don't know. It's a kind of a, a survival weapon, not a weapon to kill. A weapon to 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 strengthen. Weapon to kill your problem. 
Yeah. Yeah. A weapon at least to fight your problems. <laughs> Let me, I, I think <laughs> there is this idea of almost like extreme ownership of what is happening, and that's connected to to your cornerstone. But let me ask you another question that comes from the audience that I think is interesting. I think there was a reaction of the question about the wishing and whether the wish can become a dream or a dream a wish. And, there's, and I think there is, a, there is an important um, maybe um, definition to clarify there because um, another, unfortunately, anonymous attendee says, uh, it is not important though to be dreaming about the world that we want to live in, how things could be different, a reality to fight uh, for and live for, because these dreams shape our action in the present and without dreams uh, for a different future, we will never go anywhere differently. So I guess here the question is, is there a difference between a wish and a dream? Well, of course there's a difference between a wish and a dream, but I'll let Simon uh, talk before I talk. <laughs> no, first of all, it's nice to, to dream, but uh, the only dreams I have are the dreams that I'm going to realize tomorrow. And uh, I'll make a parallel with the wish. The only wish I can have is, like, I wish to have a drink, because I know that I'm going to have that drink. Uh, I'm not going to wish to have a drink in, in the planet Mars. And I'm very, uh, uh, I want those things to be very effective, no matter how they're called. Uh, for instance, Benjamin, when we said wishes, they always went directly to Santa Claus. But it's not necessarily this thing that, uh, I mean, I was about to say Santa well, Claus. Well, well in, in normal pe- in people's minds, that's like, wishes like that. No, I'm saying Santa Claus and God are, are playing the same league. It's like you have problem here and you're hoping that some some Deus Ex Machina is going to come in and solve them. But there are, where we're talking about words, and again, one can put different things in the term wish. If I say I wish, I certainly don't mean what many people might say and, 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 and so on and so forth. And again, it's how do we construct when Martin, but Martin was connected with uh, some people up there, when we say, I have a dream, it was a political statement. It wasn't a dream at all. It was a political program. I was saying, I don't understand why you're not sharing that dream. And the term dream was there. And this, the, the very uh, evidence of the fact that it was not dreaming was that he was shot. Mm. So, again, like for a cornerstone, like for whatever, we, we own the words that we're using and we turn them into something. And this is why there might be a lot of misunderstanding when people are arguing in something. I always tend to ask them, well, before we go on arguing, what is your definition? What is your definition? So that we know that we, we're talking about the same thing. And as for wishes, there's so many things people put in there that... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not saying that I don't want to. I, I, again, as what I said before, is that I don't want to sound condescending. Um, um, but uh, it's yeah, you're right. You know, the, a word is is definitely um, a reflection of of our of who we are. Yeah. And so, if if someone if someone says whatever, you have to ask them what they mean by that. And um, yeah, so. People can wish, 
people can dream. And for me, uh, in my song, I won't complain when I say I dream my smile. <laughs> I dream my smile, I walk, I cry. This was to say that this is what uh, we're either, this is what is either imposed uh, uh, to us under this uh, current paradigm, um, uh, or it is something that might be innate, you know? Uh, and so I dream my smile, I walk and cry was me thinking, okay, so I have a dream, right? Then I see how beautiful the dream is. Um, so I smile, right? And then I start walking the dream, which is the reality of the dream. But I'm doing that thing that I saw in the dream that's so beautiful. But I'm looking for it. But I'm chasing after it and doing it. Then I start crying at the very end. Because I realized that it wasn't beautiful after all. And that, you know, I think to says, are you there? As place where I thought to one of them, I should, I should, I, sh I should have done my homework. <laughs> but um, uh, it's just that you know, an idea in its purest form is most beautiful. Once it comes into reality, it is ugly. So um, the whole thing I was trying to say was that no matter how beautiful a dream is, in the end, in reality, you start to realize that oh, the world isn't it isn't what you thought, and wasn't what you thought it was. So again, I'll go back to the very first thing I said uh, when we started this conversation is that I will not, and I can't, I think I cannot save the world, but I can save a word. I honestly believe that through literature that people can know why they call uh, uh, a table a table or a chair a chair. They would know why they call the sons. It's like, you know, right now, if I asked you, why is the sun called the sun? If I asked an English person, I don't think they would be able to tell. They would be able to tell me what I'm just assuming, anyway. Because about a few years ago, if someone asked me, why is the sun called the sun? I wouldn't have been able to tell, tell anyone what, why the sun was called the sun. You know? And, and, and so, if we go into our own languages, including my um, uh, African language, for example, which I totally absolutely um didn't have any uh, uh what's it called uh intention so you, ignored. you ignored yeah yeah yes exactly i, I want to say it in a better way in a better way <laughs> i didn't have any intentions of knowing it or having any desire to know anything about it wasn't uh i just didn't i just didn't i just so now, now you were not interested. I wasn't. In, I wasn't interested because, for the very fact that I wasn't showed, I was no one told me to be, showed it to me or uh, made me feel that I have to know it, you know. And for obvious reasons, because you know most of my family, you know, they moved over here and they just wanted to live the Western uh, life, which you know might be similar to other kinds of family like mine. And I totally understand that. But what happens is that you lose uh, you lose the uh, the meaning of some of your the expressions that you 
you know you <laughs> you uh you do when when you're perhaps in in an environment and so understanding your language understanding in fact understanding different languages will open your mind into knowing what people mean when they say something um I guess the first thing you have to do is obviously work within yourself and define what you mean when you say something. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. That's my opinion. Yeah, but again, it, it goes down to, uh, if we go back to wishes or dreams, is uh, what do you have in your pocket? Which is to say, what have you put in your toolbox to make whatever you want to do happen? Your toolbox being all the experiences, all the things that you collect that makes you, that enables you to go further. If you come with an empty toolbox after a certain period of time, I'm not sure you won't be, you won't be able to do anything. And in that toolbox, words, language, sensation, smell, I mean, there's a lot of things, but there's just one point. I think literature is fine, but philosophy and history, are fine too. Those three things go together. If you want to understand philosophy and history, yeah, and literature, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Um, and I I I also think that um, uh, obviously it's very hard right now to um explain. Explain the um, explain to people. It's very hard to tell people. It's very hard to tell people that they have to, or not they have to, but maybe they should consider looking into their own languages and looking into their own. I mean, culture is most of the time a word that is most looked down upon because. It, it 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 somehow, I think, makes some people think that you're not um, embracing where you are, um, and that's absolutely wrong. And I think that's the fear within certain groups of people to embrace uh, um, their expression and and their and their language. Um, and it, the, 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 you know, it's very, it's, it's really, it's a very, very sensitive topic for most people. But and, and for me, it was, it, it was um, a couple of years back. But now it, it's, it's basically where, where and how I think that's how I've come to understand the society I live in and how people operate. It makes absolutely perfect, perfect sense if you live in a in a space like in Africa. Uh, if you are um, uh, uh, black and you live in Africa, um, there's a less, you're likely not to experience <laughs> any racism than if you <laughs> than if you lived in in Italy or in in, in France or in or in or in, or in Europe. You know? I, I, I wouldn't talk about racism because I, I've seen racism in Africa within Africans, you're going from here to there. But uh, what I would say is to experience the difference. It's like seeing yourself from outside. I'm quoting Baldwin, I kind of quote every now and then. He said, I discovered I was black, quote unquote. 
when I got out of Harlem. Because nobody was calling me black or white, etc. Well, there we, they, there we go. So there we go. Step out, and then I experienced the difference. And that difference they, can become racism. It can become. But no, no, but you know, you know, I was just picking. I was just picking. I was just picking just one thing. But it could be from class. It could be. It, it, look, if if I think I'm I'm saying uh, I was specifically blacks because I'm black. That's why I'm specifically blacks. If blacks oh, I were, what? I haven't noticed. <laughs> I think, uh, honestly, obviously, this conversation isn't about, um, uh, you know, finding. This is not about racism. This conversation isn't about racism, but it is led towards uh, culture and you, you know, building yourself and believing in yourself and doing. Uh, um, in fact, um, respecting yourself. That's 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 the thing that that I think that's what I'm, I want to talk about. The respecting yourself. If if you respect yourself, if you respect who and where you've come from, no one will disrespect you. It's it's really it's not as okay. It's not as simple as as said. But you know, if you if you respect who you are and where you come from, you, you your head is your you, you know you, you you walk with your head held held up high because you know who you are and you know go green. <laughs> you keep saying that. <laughs> you keep saying that. What's that? What's that? What's that again? <laughs> you no go green. Like you don't give a damn. Don't give. <laughs> you should, we should listen to Fela every now and then. Yeah, yeah. And learn a Very bit. Of, and, and learn a bit of pigeon. Anyways. <laughs> And, and uh, talking about words, there's something I, I like about pigeon. It's the way the Brits called it, and not knowing that for me they were giving credit to the pigeon. They call it broken English, which I find beautiful <laughs> because people decided to break English. To break, break <laughs> English. <laughs> the way words can be understood and, and have different meaning. Well, Bill, you are saying something? Yes, Frank. Um, I, you know, we arrive at the end of our conversation. Hopefully Benjamin is still there because he frozen. Yes, he's still there. Um, I really want to thank you both because this was great. Um, I think this idea of talking about in the end about literature, history, philosophy, but especially uh, of uh, personal responsibility and choice because uh, in the end it's, it's about that. And um and since you mentioned Baldwin, Simon, um, made me think about something and about the role of the artist in society and the capacity of, uh, is one of the few jobs in which the main role is to create language uh, that we can all consume. And, um, and that is so important because as you guys said in the beginning, you know, language and words are connected to thoughts and action. And, uh, and most importantly, um, when we're talking about wishes and dreams and the difference of it, um, I really thought about this idea also of hope, especially in this moment. And, and what I really take from, from both of you um, is this idea of, again, of responsibility, of ownership. It's not about having hope. It's about being a hope. And it's about try to create whatever language you need in order uh, to somehow uh, be responsible for that little part of future that we have. 
So I really, really thank you so much. Uh, this was uh, enlightening uh, and fun. Don't hold produce hope. Okay. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin, Benjamin Franklin says, those who believe in hope die fasting. <laughs> okay, let's try to leave alone. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank All you right. so much. Huh? Okay. Thank All you right. Much. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our new podcast, Creativity Pioneers. If you'd like to check out other episodes and know more about our mission, please visit moleskinfoundation.org. Keep on following this podcast and share your comments on Facebook and Instagram at Moleskin Foundation. Until next time, stay creative.